this particular podcast, Intersectional Convos, has um, three co-hosts. It's me, Lisbeth, and Jovita. And we started this to tell our stories about our experiences, right, um, as professional women, Latina women, women of color. Um, what has our experience been like um, with schooling and our careers? And then it eventually grew into having two other segments. There's intersectional um, discussion, no, intercultural discussions, I'm sorry, with Vanessa and Anna. And Vanessa is from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is also Heart to Heart with um, Gio and Anna. And that's something um, we started here with just like that. You know, and then we realize, oh, my God, we have so much to offer. So- White supremacy is when the police officer knows they can harm or murder a black person with little or no consequences. So the word white is shorthand for positivity and black conversely being a prefix for negativity. These have mm-hmm. over time been conflated with anti-blackness. We see this most clearly in Bad is Black, a finding that people associate immoral acts with those with darker skin. Our language is centered on whiteness and upholds negative perceptions of blacks. We need to deconstruct it in order to eradicate anti-blackness. Internalized white supremacy is a direct result of systemic racism. It creates pain, suffering, rifts, and divisions in our communities. The myth is that it's always intentional and conscious. But it can be upheld unconsciously and unintentionally, which is what actually my research in my PhD program is looking at unconscious bias, which is mm-hmm. really easy for people to um, tap into just normally. We actually function more on a robot scale, on an autopilot scale, and 90% of our brain works like that. And it's far easier for us to tap into our biases in that 90% um, autopilot that we're on so we have to rework rework and rewire our brains basically to recognize when we are tapping into unconscious bias so second myth is that it can only be done by white people which is wrong people of color can internalize white supremacist ideals as well and for instance um i was reading an article recently about a black judge who was going to send um, this young black male to prison into this really, really um, heavily surveillance policed um, prison. And this guy had just a little bag of marijuana, just a little tiny bag. And his attorney was on this article talking about how um, he didn't feel that this man deserved to go into this heavily surveillance prison because it was going to change the man and probably for for negative reasons, you know, and becoming something that they're not. Um, and so they wanted to stop the judge from sending him, but the judge refused to really listen to the attorney and said, you know, on this day, you know, I'm going to talk to you about Martin Luther King. So he's using another black historical figure to justify the fact that he still thinks that this m- black young man does needs to go to prison for this small, 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 small crime, which in some states like California, um, having a bag of weed now is not going to lead to a felony. Um, People of color are holding other people of color at standards that we shouldn't, you know, that are actually white supremacist standards, right? Okay. 
Yeah, so the third one is that white supremacy is uncommon. And actually, like we said, it is very common. It happens all the time. It happens at macro levels, meaning at big, you know, situations like when we mm-hmm. see Trump and and these like freedom boys and all that. That's that's expression of white supremacy when they talk about you know race and who deserves what and where and who Americans are. They're normally when they say American, they're referring to white Americans, right? Not people of color. Yeah. Um, and also at the micro level, at the small levels, which are you know the experiences we talk about at intersectional conversations, which is when people treat us in particular ways because of our race and for the most part there are negative experiences that we have that happen daily that we express to each other and sometimes we we have to vent you know to let that out because it happens so often fourth one is that white supremacy will vanish with new leadership meaning uh, maybe like a new president or uh, a new mayor's you know new systems right and the that is not true, right? Because we know that white supremacy and racism is systemic in the United States and all around the world when we talk about conquest and colonialism, imperial powers, imperial powers have control over what happens with our education system, with our healthcare, with our military, um, and all of them function off of not only race and ethnicity, yeah. but also capital. Right, and what then capitalism at, at its worst. White supremacy won't die until white people see it as a white issue they need to solve rather than a mm-hmm. black issue they need to empathize with. So- he has erased and taken their actual culture and traditions, which is if they're Scottish, if they're Italian, if they're Polish, if they're Canadian, if you know, once they you get here, you kind of convolute yourself in, even if you are a white immigrant, right? Um, you have a far better chance of quote unquote assimilating than other folks. And that's a privilege. Everyone is susceptible because of the way our world upholds white supremacy, right? But you can change the frame by, you know, working on not upholding white supremacist morals, like meaning even um, when we see younger babies, right? Like let's not beautify only the lighter skin. Let's not only find the beauty in colored eyes. Let's not find only beauty in those like noses that are European. Listen and learn from marginalized people, people of color, queer people, right? Trans people. We are going to keep perpetuating the most ableist racist, misogynistic, homophobic, and transphobic, transphobic um, rhetoric, right? So yeah, we talk about um, what we want this communities to represent or what we want our government to care about and, and the issues and communities they should be helping. Um, we want to help everyone, right? We should not be holding accountable only um people of color, like we should also be thinking about, you know, disabilities. You should not assume your ways of communicating are the only way to communicate. When you will move with high levels of privilege, right, learning from those who don't, it is absolutely crucial and key to consider how your words and actions can impact others. And this is so important when I'm, I'm a professor. So um, I normally tell my students that 
no one's coming into the room, I don't think, um, thinking, oh, I can't wait to offend everybody today. You know, I just don't believe that, right? And that's why I do the work of unconscious bias, because even good people say or do things they don't necessarily understand why it's wrong or incorrect or offensive. Racism causes trauma, which in turn causes mental illness. So people who avoid the BIPOC banks who don't lend them credits or do so only at high interest rates, mass incarceration of peers, school curricula that ignore or minimize their contributions to our shared history and racial profiling, has a profound impact on their mental health. How we can support the Black community. So mm -hmm. I know a few things you can do as anybody from the Black community, not from the Black community, can make sure that racism can be controlled because it's just a human construct and we can destroy it. So mm -hmm. advocate and amplify their voices, talents, and works. Give them the same respect that you give their white counterparts, which is really important. Acknowledge yes. their pain and struggle. Understand its root causes and make the connections between white supremacy, entitlement, and internalization. Mm -hmm. We need to respect heterogeneous identities and experiences, commit to a purposeful connection for meaningful Pan-African resistance and unity. We need to join a healing circle with Black folks who openly mm -hmm. discuss the impact and ways through the pain and strain. You can mm -hmm. seek anti-oppression counseling to support the anxiety, depression, and other mental health impacts. You need to be accountable and responsible for dismantling white supremacist systems and practices. The last thing you can do is join showing up for racial justice or surge.org because now in like during the pandemic, you can't physically go outside. You can contribute online. So join the fight against racism. Mm -hmm.